Welcome to Groundbreakers from 4constructionpros.com, the podcast that highlights the innovative equipment, technology, companies, and individuals that are breaking new ground in the construction industry. My name is Becky Schultz, editor of Equipment Today, and in this episode, I was joined by Fred Meesk, vice president at Rosenden, who is responsible for the Building Information Modeling Technology Division. Fred shared how Rosenden is marrying the virtual world of gamers that he's brought on staff with the traditional construction building process to augment and reinvent processes on Rosenden's projects. He also discusses the unique role the current tech-savvy generation of workers could have in shaping the future of the construction industry. Let's break into the discussion with Fred now. Starting off, Fred, can we talk a little bit about the background of Rosenden and um, just get a sense of who the company is and the type of activities it performs and the scope of its operations? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> Rosenden has an interesting history. We just uh, celebrated our 100th anniversary uh, this past year. Um, we we began in uh, 1919 um, from Ray Rosenden, and okay. um, at the time it was called Rosenden Electric Motor Works. And uh, their primary goal at that time was rewinding motors for well pumps in the area uh, in California and extending utility pole lines and things like that. Um, the company grew from eight employees in the 30s to over 90 in the 50s, which um, was a you know pretty big deal. Right. Uh, in those days, I, I wasn't around. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it was a big deal. Um, Rosenden actually incorporated in 1953 in the state of California. And um, while we have a long history, obviously 100 years, I'm just trying to give you an overview. Right. Um, just, uh, just about a year and a half, I think, ago, we've... Um, we celebrated our 25th year as an ESOP. And um, basically what that means is, is that we bought the, the company, the business bought the company from Ray Rosenden and uh, chose, to the, chose to make an, a, an election to make it an entire employee-owned company, um, which really has brought us together in very many unique ways. Uh, it's helped us define our core values and um, and our core values are important, just to give you a, a quick idea of, of what those are. Um, our core values are we care, uh, we share, we listen, we innovate, and we excel. Those are at the heart um, of, of Rosenden as a whole. And right. really now, just much like a super big family. Um, I started here 14 years ago, and um, the company has grown significantly since then. Uh, and that's great. And so what types of activities is the company performing at this stage? Um, has that expanded fairly dramatically in addition to the, the size of the company itself? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, we, over the years, um, we have expanded to uh, over 14 offices in the U.S. Uh, those are, you know, full-time large offices, uh, supporting infrastructure all through the their regions um we have had several ventures out of the country as well um wouldn't want to say we're international 
while we don't have offices, uh, we, we do travel for our, our clients internationally on, on a regular basis. So uh, we are used to working out, out of the country as well. Um, in terms of diversification of our portfolio, um, we have a wind, wind sector, we have uh, a solar sector, which is very large. We are one of the larger uh, solar builders in the uh, U.S. And uh, we also build uh, data centers uh, all over the, the world, as well as high-tech facilities and hospitals and airports, uh, hotels, you, you name it. Really, the only thing we don't do is, is uh, small residential. Okay, so, so there's a lot of activity going on within your organization. So tell me, what is, tell me about your role within the company. What, what is it that you're, um, you're director of building information modeling, is that correct? Yeah, I'm actually the uh, vice president. Uh, I'm a vice president of Rosenden, and my area of responsibility is, um, is really the BIM technology division. So... Uh, that division really supports, um, we work hand in hand with our infrastructure uh, IT group, uh, also with all of the operations of both field and office. And um, we, do, we do and create many things to support, uh, support those staff. Um, you know, we have almost 7,000 field, field employees. So that's a lot of projects um, to support Right, certainly. Great. So tell me, can you give me some background on how uh, Rosenden became involved in the use of BIM in its operations and um, how that's kind of grown over time? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I think it's important to note that um, both our previous uh, CEO, Tom Sorley, and our current uh, CEO, Mike Greenwald, um, both have uh, supported this uh, vision of leveraging technology to benefit the construction industry. Um, you know, for, right. those, for those of you that know the construction industry, it's, it's been evolving at a glacial pace for a long time. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, we really didn't bring technology uh, in uh, until some years ago. And uh, mm -hmm. both, of the, both of those leaders have fully supported um, this organization and it's been you know was built from from a, a group of one which consisted of myself to um, well over 200 uh, today and um, the group basically is responsible for uh, developing and leveraging technology to help uh, facilitate uh, field construction Okay, so I understand you've taken a little bit of a different approach in building your team. Um, you've brought in what is commonly referred to as gamers. Um, can you talk a little bit about what led to that, uh, that um, circumstance and what skill sets these individuals have that made them attractive for, for your group? Um, yeah, so I, I so it's, it's important to know gamers is, is a very interesting topic um, to discuss, but it, um, it's actually much bigger than that in okay. terms of, of bringing in, I guess, what I call this, this younger generation, um, you know, really leverages technology in a way that um, 
that a lot of us in the construction business have not done before. Um, and it, so in the context of gamers, you, you think about, um, you think about these, these young, young individuals, they, they live in this virtual environment where they're, they're creating, they're either playing and most of them don't just play games. Um, they actually build them and interact with them. It's almost, uh, it's almost a, a, a real world. And I think uh, initially when I looked, uh, I've had many experts in the industry approach me over the last 14 years and say, what do you think about this virtual technology? And I said, well, there's really not ap much application. And I actually was, was pretty wrong about that. Um, as, as I started to revisit it, I started to really realize just how many uh, different things that we could actually do with, with VR. Um, and that's where the gamers come in um, to this environment. When you're able to bring them in and have them apply these skills that they have uh, and augment those skills with, with real-world knowledge of construction, you know, the way we build things, um, you get this entire new, um, new vision, this entire new way of doing things that um, over the last several years has has just led us in all kinds of areas that we never even knew existed. So that's why I say this, the whole gamer thing, it started out very simplified and then to me it became much more complex and, and uh, much more exciting. So what? how many of these people do you currently have on staff that would fall into this, this um, realm of gamers? I would say that we're starting to, um, we've got about three to five that, that perform either at a very high level or some level below that. What we're finding is, is that as we're able to bridge this gap and bring them in um, and start to provide some training for them in terms of the construction side of things, this, um, to this new place that we can go, I, I see that number uh, increasing considerably because there really is a lot to offer in terms of VR and AR um, for how construction is built. And you can see that in many different ways. You see, you see drones flying about, you see laser scan devices in the field, you see photogrammetry being used in the field, and then all of a sudden we have to bring those complex technologies into the user's hands so that they can actually apply it. And that's where the gamers really come in to play because they, they know how to work in that environment, they know how to design in that environment and to be able to teach and train in that environment. So there's a lot of ways that they can, can help us. I know that uh, personally we've, We've sent some of these individuals into the field to train them in um, some things that we've developed, applications we've developed uh, for the iPad and for, for the laptop that allows uh, the field people who may not have or who have limited knowledge of uh, three-dimensional modeling worlds, and they actually can function within that environment because they've had some training. And it sounds like they have really made um, some, some significant contributions already to how this type of technology is being used on Rosenden's projects. 
the learning the learning is bidirectional um, between uh, the us and, and them. I hate to say us and them, but sure. to, to, to draw the distinction between the two worlds, um, you know, gamers have this natural uh, affinity or understanding to see things in three-dimensional space. And um, three, seeing things in three-dimensional space is, is actually much more complex because we have a tendency to look at things in a 2D perspective, um, even though we live in a 3D world. Right. So um, it's, it's really kind of an interesting um, parallel. And what about the, how that's helped those who maybe, are, I mean, you've mentioned it a little, to a certain point already, but that's helped the people that are not quite so tech savvy or don't have that kind of uh, 3D capability to see the world right now. How is it helping them on, on the projects that you're working on? Sure. Um, I can give you a few different scenarios. Um, we do a lot of design work. Um, we have a very large uh, engineering uh, group. And um, so we do a lot of design work. And one of the things that, uh, that uh, the three-dimensional modeling space has brought in, and, uh, and VR in particular, is we can bring these virtualized models in to a three-dimensional space, and we can give it to a field person, someone whose responsibility and experience lies in actually building these things. Right. And we can give them an environment to where they can see things in three-dimensional space, what it's going to look like. And they may decide to make changes or to recommend to the engineering to modify a current design um, to go in a different direction to be more efficient. Um, so. That is, you know, just one example of many um, where VR can be used. Um, I can give you another one. It can be used for assessments and training. Um, it can be used for safety. An example of that might be um, we're going to have to go in and um, energize or de-energize a transformer or electrical equipment. And in this particular case, we can show the sequence of operations three-dimensionally they can interact with that almost as a game and we can assess them on the time it took them, the sequence of operation of what they're doing. And we can see where mistakes would occur that would be life threatening. And we can avoid those by them becoming familiar with uh, how something should be done or the potential hazards that exist while they're doing that. Does that make sense? That, that does make sense. That makes a lot of sense. So it sounds like there has definitely some been major benefits to bringing in these individuals. Um, do you see other opportunities within either Rosenden or in the, the you know, the contracting construction industry in general in bringing in non-traditional workers um, to the, the construction workforce and, and giving them an opportunity to utilize their skills and learn how to apply them in a different environment? I, I think it's, it's, um, it's limitless okay. uh, in terms of what we're going to see. We're, we're just, we're just explorers and we're just discovering all of the possibilities and the benefits that we see. So I think when you, when you bring these teams in, if you just, they, you go to school and, and you get your degree in, in, gaming or any other similar related field, 
it doesn't have a real connection to the construction industry. And the construction industry also has, you know, a more antiquated way of, of looking at things, at least in the past. It is changing. It's evolving. Right. We're getting better. But by bringing those uh, individuals together and allowing them to explore and challenge each other, um, this is where the magic happens. And the, for me, the magic is just the beginning where we are now. And that's what's so exciting uh, for me, uh, just in seeing what can be. Can you help us to define what gamers are per se? Because it goes, it's more than just programming games. There's more to it. Can you talk through that a bit? My first uh, contact with, um, with gaming was I was asked to, to go to California and um, at, a, at a magical place and look at uh, how they were leveraging VR. And um, when I came back, I was so excited by what I had seen and also confused that I started talking to some of my staff and one that had had an interest whose name is Jose Samaniego. And um, he was a, a lead modeler for us at the time. And I discovered that, you know, he had a degree in this, this gaming technology, which I didn't even know existed. Um, and I started to explore with him what his passions and interests were during his annual review. And so I refocused his energies on uh, working on this VR um, idea that I had that I never could have built, but someone smart like him could have. And he took this concept of, of a transformer and I, I gave him a transformer, told him how it worked. He programmed it into VR and people could actually go and interact with this transformer. And we could train them how to wire this transformer and how to start it up and energize it. We could also assess them on it. And so that was something that was super exciting, which really led me down the road even further, which is how do I bring these, these programmers, these gamers, these data analysts all in and make them one group? And that's exactly what I did. I, I hired another, um, another student that was working on um, his PhD, Dr. Uh, Jad Chaloup, and I ended up hiring him, stealing him away from a major university, which I was excited about. Um, and he was just had an amazing uh, affinity for data analysis. And so uh, we've been working with him on uh, AI and a lot of uh, a lot of data analysis to integrate into all of these to prove that they do work and that they add value and um, that they, they make us more profitable, they make us more efficient. And so that's a third party perspective. So it's the, the triad of these individuals that uh, are really gonna transform the construction industry as we move forward. Absolutely, and do you see, foresee this being a, a way to help propel the construction industry forward beyond where it is now? Because it seems like as you've mentioned earlier, the industry has lagged dramatically in technology adoption, but it seems like this could help push that to a whole nother level. Yeah, I, I believe it definitely will. Um, it definitely will. You know, there's, there's uh, bands of resistance um, in our organization and every organization. 
And that is really uh, one of uncertainty, unfamiliarity, um, fear. Uh, there's a whole lot of things that, that keep you from wanting to go ahead and push the boundaries. And I think the interesting dynamic here is that when you look at the gamers, they're primarily younger. Um, they're primarily explorers. They don't really know what they don't know. They don't know what can't happen, and they believe that everything is possible. And so when, when you can bring someone that has that, it's almost like, uh, like a small child. A perfect example, you know, my son, uh, my children, in a, as a rule, if you show them how to do something one way, they, of course, want to do it a different way. Of course. They don't want to do it the way you showed them. They, they don't know that there's not another way, and they believe that there is another way. And I think these, these, these young technology minds are very much like that. And so even though old-timers like me can say, well, we can't do that, for them it's possible as long as they know what the goal is. Uh, and that's where, the, that's where the experience comes from, from the other side of the aisle, if you will. And the individuals like me that, you know, have 30 to 40 years of experience building, um, that experience obviously brings a lot to the table as well. But it's not the be-all and end-all. And when you blend those two together, you get something completely different and new. And it sounds like something very exciting and promising for the future of the industry. Uh, for I, me, yeah, I, and, and for me as well. Uh, Fred, this has been a really fascinating conversation. Is there anything else that you'd like to share about what you're doing or what you see as opportunities going forward with taking advantage of, um, of this different mindset um, as we move forward in the industry? Yeah, I think, uh, I think the important thing to remember are these biases that we all bring um, from our perspectives. It's very important that um, when we all get together, we talk about what the goal is, um, you know, what we're trying to accomplish, and that we're open and we listen to all uh, different possibilities of how things could be. And then we, we bring those all together into something new, and then we execute it. And I think that the construction industry itself needs to really stay focused on that. It's not that technology is something new. I mean, I went to, to school, you know, almost four decades ago, and technology was technology then. That was what was happening then, now it's what's happening now. And I think you just have to continue pushing your boundaries and your comfort zones. And as the industry does that, they're gonna continue to see some real change that is going to benefit our customers and, um, and clients alike. Well, that's all the time we have today. Thank you to our guest, Fred Meesk at Rosenden for joining us. Tune in every Thursday for another episode of Groundbreakers by 4constructionpros.com. Be sure to subscribe and share, and we'll break more new ground together. Until next time.